Thank you. So with that in mind, I want us to lift up our hands, our holy hands before him. And to appreciate him and to give him thanks for another opportunity to be alive again. Let's begin to bless his name. I give him all the glory for his worthy of our praise. He is worthy. Let's thank him. Let's bless his name this morning. Thank him from the bottom of your heart. Lord, we thank you this morning for this past week. We went out, we came back in peace. Father, we thank you for our businesses and our, in our office. When we all went out, oh God, we didn't go in our own might. We didn't go in our own strength. We went by your strength. Even when we, we opened the, 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 the shop, we went in your strength. When we went to the, office, to, the, to, the, to the office, we went in your strength. Not by our strength. Not by any man's strength. Not by our wisdom. By your own wisdom. That the past week you helped us to navigate through the affairs and the circumstances that confronted us during this past week. Father, with this we come before your presence and we say thank you. We appreciate your goodness. We appreciate your mercy over our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you were blessed? We listened to yesterday's Bible study. How many of you were blessed? Hallelujah. So, it's from yesterday's Bible study that we are praying this morning. Amen. Amen. I was so blessed. I was so blessed. I slept in the blessing. <laughs> no, seriously. I from there I, I slept. I just slept there. I was on the floor. I just slept. Hallelujah. Yeah. So quickly, let's just open first of all James chapter one. Yeah. 
Verse 23. It says, If any, let me let me back up. Verse 9, Let me just start from verse 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man. Beholding his natural face in a glass, for he beholds himself and goes his way, and straightway forget what manner of man he was. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed. In his deed. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's look at Second Peter chapter one from verse three. It says, According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by this ye might be partakers of the, of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Hallelujah. Amen. When Pastor was teaching this yesterday, this came to mind when he was talking about James. He said, when we hear the word of God and you don't do it, it's like a man who looks at a mirror. We all know that women, they use, um, when they want to make the, the eyelashes, makeup and all that, they look at the mirror to get perfect shape. So, and if you see that your eyebrow is at the middle, just my here, for instance, it don't shape it. You know you look funny. No, you see, it's not if you didn't see it. Why you were looking at that when you saw it? And you know that there's a way I can shape it to come this way. But you left it like that and you go. You know that everybody that passes by will be looking at you. Some may even kick their feet on the stone while looking at you. They don't know that there is something wrong. And you that is carrying it, if you don't know that you are carrying something wrong, something, something is amiss. You don't know. You know that you are deceiving yourself. So when you receive the word, God has engraced us to do it. We have the ability to do the word. And this is now what came to my mind last night. That you know a child that eats food and he just finished eating two hours ago and he comes back again and says, Daddy, I'm hungry. He'll be wondering. Hey, you know, he has done the word. That food that he ate, he has used it. So he needs to come back for more. 
So when he eats again, he goes back again. He uses the food, or he uses the energy, or he uses that word. He practices it. He comes back again to eat more. And sincerely, as I slept, even my wife, she called me, she called me with a laugh. Richard, I woke up. So I didn't even have slept. That I slept yesterday. I didn't stand up from there and listen to the word. I slept from there. The word so blessed me. So blessed me that I don't even know how to raise the prayer. Now, when, when I looked at, when Pastor began to read again in Second um, Peter, he says, according to his divine power, he has given unto us all things that pertain to this life, this present life, this Christian life we are living, this walk that we have with God, and godliness through the knowledge of him. The knowledge of him. The knowledge of him. The knowledge of him. I was just saying that to the knowledge of him, the knowledge of him, when you keep saying that and muttering it like that, it becomes clearer and clearer. And it says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these he might be partakers of his divine nature. All these things that we go through in life. God wants to exchange the flesh with his own divine character. So that's why Peter began to make mention of this thing. Add to your faith virtue. So I just said to my heart, and I said, Lord, open my eyes. Let me have an experiential knowledge of you. Experiential knowledge and experience. You know, Pastor made mention of it one time, but last one or two Sundays ago, about having an encounter. You can have an encounter with the Word as you sit down to read it. You will just jump out from that seat. You will just, ah, I've not seen, I've not seen this thing like this before. Have you felt like sharing the pages of the Bible and eat it? Have you felt like that before? That means you have not really gone to you just feel, ah, yeah, it's too much, it's too much. Yeah. Not forgetting what you heard. In other words, there is a tendency for you to forget. You can forget. You can forget. Who is your greatest one? Lord, let the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. Let me understand this word. Let me understand. Now, we have come again today. Something enormous will be added. It's like a, a, a builder who is building. He puts a block upon a block. He puts another block upon another block. Now, we have come again today. A block will be added again to the building. So, we pray this morning and say, Lord, let the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. I do not want to be a forgetful hearer of this word, but a doer of it, because it's only a doer of the word that they have left. Only those who do it, not hearers. 
He said, don't be a hearer only. Meaning you hear, you also do. Fathers, we come before your presence today. Oh, Malabo Kajim Braraka Sabranonga Negedegedisha Katakarados Manka Tebo Kozunde Brananda Kalegede Broko Sikete Matoru Redegade Shije Mandara Tatayagrede de Boko Susa Regade de Bosha Maruse Keringra Tatayagara Katabagazote Madite Boko Susa Pratata Randa Gelemon de Jinde Yagadebosi Kategedisha Marata Tatayaga Dabara what you have for me today will not pass me by. I will understand your word this morning. I will understand your word this morning. Oh, the eyes of my understanding is enlightened this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So bless your name this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we are free. Hallelujah. Father, we bless your name this morning. We thank you for your love, we thank you for your mercy, we thank you for your goodness. This morning, can we just begin to magnify the name of the Lord? Can we exalt, exalt Him this morning? For our God is worthy to be praised, is worthy to be glorified, is our Father, is our Helper, is our Strength, is our God, our Father. David said, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Let everything that is within me bless his holy name. This morning is everything that is within you blessed in the name of the Lord. Can you bless him? Bless him with the fruit of your lips. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let his praise be in your mouth this morning. Can you thank him from the depth of your heart? Can you thank him? Can you worship your maker this morning? Worship him, worship him. Oh, for he is a good God, and God is a good God. He's a good father. He's a loving father. He's a faithful God. Father, we bless you this morning. You know, I, I, last week I was um, reading the book of um, Job. You know, she class, so I told to read the book of Job. And then I was just, you know, I've read it before, but I was just, you know, putting myself in Job's shoe. You know, the things that Job, Job, Bible says that Job is an upright man, a blameless man, a man that fears God. And the Bible says that when the sons of God gathered, the devil came with them. You know, same thing we are in this world. As we are here now, we are in the presence of God as believers. We are coming to worship Him. The devil is also here. And you know, as we worship, that same conversation might take place. When you are a blameless person, when you serve God, you shun evil, the devil will come. And things will happen. When Christ was ascending, he said, he told his disciples, he said, in this world you will have tribulations. Sure. But be of good cheer because you have overcome. Things will happen, but God is with you. So this morning, I just want you to say like Job. 
He said, I know that you can do all things. Job 42. At the end of Job's life, Job had to confess with his mouth and say, I know that you can do all things. You, don't, you are the one that will say a thing and it will come to pass. His counsel, what God has said concerning us, cannot be aborted, cannot be thwarted. It will stand sure. Just like he said in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, he said, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, the thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Our future is secure in God this morning. With this knowledge, can we just lift up our hands to the Father? Can we just say thank you because I know that my future is secure in you. I am not afraid of anything and I am not worried. I know that my future, my life is in you. My life is secure in you. Nothing can shake this belief. Nothing can shake this fact. I know that what you have done for me in the cross of Calvary, it is finished. And I know that I put my faith, my trust, my hope, my life in your word. I do not have any other hope. But my hope is in you. Father, we worship you this morning. And so this morning our soul will sing and glorify the name of the Lord. Thank you.
Let's go. 
welcome somebody by your side this morning to church. Tell them welcome to the presence of the Lord. Welcome to God's presence. Welcome to God's presence. Welcome to God's presence. Welcome to God's presence. Welcome, 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 welcome. Hallelujah. As you do that, you can, you can, you can have the seat in His presence. Hallelujah. Um, this morning, we have a few, at least I can tell of two people who are coming for the first time today. We welcome you to our meet. Uh, we bring in God's word to you, and I want to assure you by the Spirit of God that the Lord will cause the word to reach out to you. In Jesus' name. Um, we we sang a hymn this morning about the power in the blood. I want you to pay attention closely today to this words. I believe this morning the Lord is is extending an invitation to you. And that invitation is special. And that invitation is very important. There are times in our work on the earth Amen. At times in our work in the world where we have occasions where we are invited to occasions. And depending on the person that invites you, you you plan to attend the event. And because of our existence, there are many things or there are many times that we will have people invite us to functions, sometimes to um, wedding functions, Christian functions, whatever, alright? But there are times also that God invites men. And the reason He invites men is because he wants them to partake of that which he has for them. And there is anyone who is invited to the feast of the Lord. Blessed is any man invited to the feast of God. Before I start this morning, God has set a feast and He has extended His invitation to you today. And you are not here this morning by accident, you are here by divine providence. I want to start this morning by knowing three assumptions. And the first assumption I want to make or if it's not working, I will see your mouth. Okay? 
the invitation of God is for you and all of us to come and become part of His body. Hallelujah this morning. God wants everyone to become part of His house. You know, some people, they, they, when they invite you for a function, they say strictly by what? That means it's open for everyone. But this, this invitation of God is open to everyone. God is not restricting anyone from entering. But when you come in, there is something you, you, you're supposed to do. And this morning I want to say these things I want to say to, to awaken everybody's spirit to know and be sure. John said in the Bible, he says, For we know we have passed from death to life. We know. That means if you have passed from death to life, you ought to ought to know. You cannot assume or you can't be told you are saved. No, you have to know yourself. This is one first. No one can truly know himself. No one can truly know the state of his life until he gets close to light. You see, you can go and cast your face in the dark. Nobody dresses up in the dark. You see, this morning, Father Richard was trying to read the Bible, even though the place is, is a little lit, he had to still use his, his word, his phone, because he, he, he couldn't see clearly. You can never know your true state by yourself until you come to light. And who is the light? The Bible tells us who light is. Listen, you can't truly begin to live on earth like you ought to live until the light shines on you. Hallelujah. Him. And the Bible says in 1 John 1 verse 5, the Bible says, For God is light. So say God is light. Amen. Say God is light. He says God is light and in Him there is no darkness at all. There is everyone not in God. No matter how light you think you are walking in, you are actually walking in darkness. For the only one who is light is who? God. You know, for Peter, sorry, chapter 3, verse, 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 uh, verse 9. 
God is not slack about His promise. But is long suffering toward all, not willing that any should perish, but all may come to repentance. So you can't truly know yourself. You can't truly know you are safe and secure until the light has shone on you. Are you this morning? You know, John chapter 1 from verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. His name was again with God. All things were made by Him, and there was something made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was what? The light of men. That means the only light of men is who? Jesus. So until you come to light, you can't truly really see yourself. That means you truly see yourself in the light of Jesus' light. Okay? You only begin to live on this light when that light shines on you. Who is where this morning? Mm. And the light shines in the dark, and the darkness could not comprehend it. Now, now it, it is only one light that darkness can comprehend. And it's called the light of Jesus. To this morning, if I read my text, you cannot come to God the best way you know. You know, today there are some folks who are who, who think they are saved, say, I, I know I'm saved, I've come to God the best way I know to come to Him. No, you can't come to God the best way you know how. You can only come to Him the way He has prescribed. Don't wait until eternity to find out that you have believed the lie. At that point, it's believed. Let me say it again. You cannot come to God the way religious people must let it out for you. You know, these observations just come to church, stay there for six months, you will compound. Some to be saved, you baptize as a child. Some to be saved, they tell you, just join our group, and after a while, we will confirm you. All can know. You cannot get saved by your own method. Now, it's just like coming into a party with your own design card. And they're bouncers. Not bouncers who don't have flesh, bouncers who can bounce. They're bouncers and they're bouncers. Because Jesus said, at the end of life, the angels of God, you see, one angel of God, one angel puts his leg in the ocean and one leg on the land. Now, you can't imagine how large that angel is, so you can't play him. You know, you say, you know some who is a that I will see so much that God's angel will throw me and will throw me, he intends to throw me to heaven, but he will throw me across to heaven. You are just, you are just, you are just deceiving yourself. He talks of little children. Talks of people who are Ignorant of this severity of God. You cannot create your own your own past because the past of the owner of the event has a code. Have you been to party before and say, Where's your ID? You say, I don't have to have one. Where's the soft one? 
If you come for this train, go and go and go and call who invited you. So the one that invites you is the only one that can give you pass in to the kingdom. So you cannot come to God the best way you know. You must come to God the way He has prescribed. Are you following, sir? Shall you the one that is your party? You are the one that knows who I invited. You are the one that designed your card. So can someone just walk now and just come and say, Well, I want to crash you. He said, No, I have not made provision for you. There are people today in church who are in church because of, of, of the assumption. You can't, you can't become a part of the body of Christ by assumption. This morning, I will make this today. Just to go to me if you me. Four points before I read my text this morning. You can join a church. You can join any church. But you can never join the body of Christ. Let me say it again. You can join a church. In fact, you can grow in a church. But you can never join the body of Christ. It is the Holy Spirit that brings you into the body of Christ. Many folks have joined the church thinking they are believers. Thinking they are saved. Now for you to be saved, you must come to Him the way He has what? Prescribed. And this morning I will show you how it's prescribed. So that if you have been in church and you have not come that way, then you have to do it today. Are you following me, sir? Because you are in church, we think we are born again. No, it will shock you that you are not yet born again because you have not come to Him the way it is right. I want to read two texts to us this morning as I make progress. First John 5. Come with me, everybody, to First John 5, verses 12 and 13. First John 5, chapter 13, please you find it this week for me quickly. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. And he that hath the Son of God not hath not life. These things have I written on... That's okay, two by thirteen. It says, He that hath the Son hath life. Now, how many of us is going to want to have life? I know we all want. But to have life, you must have the Son. You don't have life by thinking you have it. You don't have life by assuming you have it. You don't have life by, by thinking you are born into it. No. No one is born naturally into life. Amen this morning. Amen. So he that has the son. Now the question is how do I acquire the son? In all the days Jesus was speaking to a rich young ruler in Luke's gospel, the twelfth chapter, the fifteen verse. He told the young, he said to him, he said, Master, 
What must I do to inherit eternal life? Now already he is very wealthy. And just remember him, and Bible says he, he, he loved him. He says, Go serve all you have, give to the poor, come and follow me. But 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 Bible says the young man went away so sorrowful. But you see, he was looking for it. Now he knew that his word is not eternal life. He knew that the things he had is not eternal life. He knew that something he is lacking in his life that only Jesus can supply. There's one thing in your life that only Jesus can supply. It's called eternal life. And, and he said to him in verse 15, if he told those who are the man that he says, Beware of covetousness. For a man's life, so a man's life, does not consist on the abundance of what he has. Now, what matters is that then what does a man's life consist of? Your life does not consist on what you possess or what you have or your degree. Those things are true. But there's something else that your life should consist of. He that had a son had life. And he that had not a son had no life in him. I don't care how wealthy you are. I don't care how poor you are. I don't care if you have a job or don't have a job. What gives you life is the son. And no long time from now, it is that life that becomes the most important thing in your life. But to get this life, I don't want you to mix it or something else. You must come by the way he has what? Described. You can join a church, but you cannot join the body of Christ. Don't ever mix being a church or being a choir member or being someone serving to being a member of the church. No, there's a broad channel towards that. Yeah. Amen this morning. Yeah. Hebrews 9. Hebrews 9. Read for me verses 27 and 28. Quickly this morning. Hebrews 9. I want you to put the problem with your heart. And as it is appointed unto man once to die, yes. but after this the judgment, yes. so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, yes. and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after is what? Judgment. But what did Christ come to do? He came to, to offer the sacrifice for everyone born on the earth that the sin might be forgiven. There is no repentance in the grave. There is no turning around when the life is gone. And Bible says, what is our life? Is it not like a vapor that appears for a while and on the instant disappears? Now if Jesus has come to atone for the sins of all, and this is the one everyone should look up to for salvation. But let me move forward this morning a little bit. 
and talk a little about the state of man. You know, sometimes someone like me, I felt when I was growing up, I didn't really do anything bad. Really, I didn't. I lived a fairly good life. Fairly, really. I didn't. I didn't do like my pets. I didn't smoke. But so I saw people smoking. I like I smoking, and I didn't do those things. I didn't. I just, I just lived my life in the fear of God. But I wasn't saved. And 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 and, and no matter what I do in the flesh, that seems like right to me before God is nothing. Because man by nature is born into sin. Amen this morning. Forget it because we're this morning. We are born into sin. Not because we were willingly born into it, but because our first parents had and sinned, and by their offense, death came to all. So everyone this morning here, at the point in your life, you, 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 you've been existing in sin. Not because of what you've done or what you're not doing, but by the nature of the human, we are born into sin. Amen this morning. So, man is in a state of helplessness. Psalm 51 verse 7 says, For in sin was I conceived. Now imagine before you were conceived. It didn't say it's a sin I've committed after I've grown up. No. You were born a sinner naturally. Everyone born on the earth today is born into sin. Amen this morning? So you can't help yourself. Someone who is drowning can't can't save himself. He needs someone outside to help him out. We are born into sin, therefore, we're not given the power to save ourselves. Someone has to come from outside to save. Romans 23 says, For the worst of sin is death. And if we are born into sin, and the consequence of sin is death, then if sin persists in our lives, then we surely die. And when people hear the word death, what comes to them is just, he has died. No. Hallelujah this morning. Amen. There are three kinds of death in the Bible. Now I will show you this morning quickly. But I will show you all this to let you know that there is a provision for you to escape. Hallelujah. That is the way God has made for you to escape. For you to be saved. The first kind of death is a natural death. And that's when your spirit leaves your body. So when you see somebody dying, you see the cops. You know some of us have parents who are very old. And they will tell you that all their friends have died. Give up. A time will come when your friends will die. You are old. 
Because when you are very agile, you have green hair. Everyone born in the earth will one day die. It's not to scare you. Some are dying right now. You know, justice are not to scare people into salvation. No, it's just reality. It's appointed unto man once. Nobody dies twice. It's just once. And once you die, once the truth called is broken, you face God's judgment. And the judgment is, did you receive the word in the song? So the first kind of death is the natural or the physical death. And you can find that with me this morning if everyone meant to set up for the church by verse 8. Paul says, for to be absent in the body is to be present somewhere else. Are you following me? So the moment someone puts his eyes in death, his eyes are opened somewhere else on the spot. Amen. Amen. To be absent in the body is to be present somewhere, either with the Lord or with the devil. So when a man dies, it's not the end of his life, no actually, it's the beginning of life. The second kind of death is called spiritual death. This is the separation of, of man from God. Talk this morning to Genesis chapter 2, verse 17. Please read for me. Read for me. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and evil thou shalt not eat of it. Don't eat for me. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, yes. thou shalt surely die. So it says of the knowledge, the tree of this, don't eat. They take you to do what you can. But you know that Adam ate it and still eat for it already yet. It means everyone that is that God is not in vital communication with is actually dead. Every man, I don't care how wealthy you are, but that's God's word and His word stands forever. So all of us are forever, oh Lord, thy word is settled there in heaven. So everyone who is living in sin, who is not yet recreated in Christ Jesus, is actually living in death. So the finest friend of yours who is not born is actually dead. Can you imagine how many dead friends you have? I'm doing my best to reduce my dead friends. Because if you walk with the dead, you will likely become dead. You know, watch a war movie. In battles, in, in war, you don't get close to the dead cops. Because they always say in the, in, in the military, dead attracts death. So before God, everyone who is not who hasn't known Jesus, no matter how fine the girl is, she's actually dead. Dead to what God. Now the Bible says Ephesians 1 verse 2 and said, And you that he quickened who were once dead in your sins and your word trespasses. So quicken means to make alive. It means the only way you can be made alive is through Christ. And today I'm saying this to you so that you can know the way he has prescribed. And then check yourself if I have come in by that way. Then say, no. Jesus said, I am the door to the sheepfold. 
Anyone that comes outside is a thief. There is someone who can come outside. They can come from the fence and they will come inside. But they are what? Thieves. There are many thieves today in the church and they are, they are the boy. Unfortunately, there are many robbers in the church today thinking they are saved, but actually they are thieves. I didn't say Jesus said so. There's one door. Have you entered by that door? And today I want to let you know. I want to bring to your awareness. So you can examine yourself if truly you have entered by that door. You know, if you enter by the fence and you stay among the sheep for long enough, they will try and accommodate you because you look like them. They call it broad people. They kill you if you are not yet a brother, or rather you are killing yourself. Sister Ndichi, when they ask sister to your name, you think you are a sister. But no one can make you a sister or a brother except who he who is the head of the church and has prescribed the way for you to enter. You know what I'm saying this morning? Because we are in perilous times and dangerous times in this time. So the second kind of death is spiritual death. It means the spirit of the man has been separated from God. Though he lived, but he has no vital communication with God. The third kind of death is eternal death. Now, eternal death is the last kind of death. But this one happens to people who have what in both the first kind and the second kind. Those ones who have left the body and who have not had vital communion with God. So if a man dies on this earth, not knowing Jesus, after that, the judgment actually is eternal. At that point, it's irreversible. But today, you can make amends and look at God. You see, we cannot save ourselves. No man can save you. See, no pastor can say, I declare you saved. He has just deceived himself and deceived you. It hasn't been given to man to save man. You know, some who say, ah, because you have you are, you are been lawyer in church, you give money in government church as well. You know, some who in church are not born again. But because of their position, because of what they do, the bigger can't tell that they born again. You see, he always afraid. So he passes them. You know, I'm saying this is morning to expose some things so that we don't live in, in an illusion of what is not real. You know, when you're traveling on the road and then you, you, you get to a point, you see some water pooling from, you think the rain is falling. When you get there, it keeps going forward. No, it's called, it's called a mirage. Some people have a mirage faith. And the devil is a master at it. He will keep deceiving you. Letting you know all is well. Today I believe it's the Holy Spirit that has brought you here to let you know. To check and examine yourself. And actually look and appraise if you have come in the way that's prescribed. Thank you Jesus. Isaiah 54 verse 6. This is what you're for me. Isaiah 54 verse 6. 
For since the beginning of the world, yes, men have not heard, yes, nor perceived by the ear, yes, neither has the eye seen, yes, O God, beside thee, yes, what he has prepared for him that waiteth for him, yes. Thou meetest him that rejoiceth and walketh righteousness. Yes. Verse 6. No, verse 6. Okay. But we are all as an unclean thing. Yes. And all our righteousness are as filthy rags. Everything we do. Do you know today some places they say there's a best giver in church. And then if you keep best, they preach to the front and say these are our best givers. You know that alone makes you feel. I think I am right. These are the the, the, the most committed for the year. Welcome the most committed brother Debo. Sorry, I call you on the I know you. And then you call me because there's people here. And then you call me. The second committed. And then and then and then and then they don't give you a gift as committed members. Your commitment in church is not a sign that you are a member of the body of Christ. You are just a member of a man's church. And no man owns touch. So people go to church because the present person is a is 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 a is, is, is a townsman. That's why you find most times if a evil man is a, is a, is a pastor, you find most evil in that church. You know, I'm not saying most, no, I'm just talking. If you go to North, you find a rubber pastor, you find that's why you, if you go to America or UK, most of the people are in those churches are Nigerians. You can't see a black man telling you a black man. You know the reason? The black man is not preaching God's word. He's preaching the thing in his country. And they all assume that they are church. So I'm going to find out. They don't take pictures. And I said to them, Jesus finished church things. You are finishing church things, not Christ things. And guess what? The thing that will allow you to do that, just be going. You are, you are, you are the right. But the Spirit of God will keep checking you. No, check something is wrong. And today, I, I believe God said you have to check something. It's a signal in blood that God gave you for today. All our righteousness before God, they are like hindrance. So nothing we do qualifies us for salvation. When somebody says your type takes you to heaven, that's heresy. Tight. That is an unbeliever coming to an unbeliever type. Two of us. No, your tithes don't take you to heaven. Your offering don't take you to heaven. Your confirmation or your baptism don't take you to heaven. There's a prescribed way. Come here this morning. Titus for free, verse 5, quickly, as I run this morning. Titus 3, verse 5. Not by works of righteousness. Not by the works of righteousness which we have done. Which we have done according to according to his grace and mercy. He said God. He said us by the worship generation and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. So we are not saved by anything we've done. Salvation is not based on anything we do, it's based on something else. And today I will let you know that God's arms are wide open, ready to receive you this morning. You know, sometimes some people say, Apostle, I'm ashamed to come out because people know me. No, when the child is born, the child was born in the arms of people. And guess what? That same child that people were born, that was born in those arms, also one day, children were born also in his arms too. So don't be ashamed. 
He says, if you are ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you my father and his holy angels. Today I want to examine yourself and come to the knowledge of the truth. And because of these reasons I've set up, then we need to find our way to God. So how then do we get saved? For this reason, we need the gospel. So it's a good thing for the gospel. For the gospel. You know the word gospel nowadays is sketch. The word here, 27 days of glory. So folks, how many times are we here? We have a special program and it's only the gospel of Christ. Have you heard that? You won't go. You said, there's no food. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't remember this place. I didn't remember this place. So let everybody hold his head. Good morning, Julian. Yeah. You know why it's turned out because that's the spirit of the age. They are doing Easter next Sunday. Somebody said, Come and, and there's Easter gifts in church. Come and listen to one artist sing. So the, the reason they bring you is to come and entertain and enjoy. Do you know when, when, when you want to catch rat? You invest. <laughs> no, you spend money to catch him or to catch it. You buy fish. Why do you buy fish? This fish has to eat this fish. You eat for. Why are you doing the party with this fish? I said to him, you're being a borrower. You say, my church, you are dead. Your church is dead. Mm. Ah, my church, we have connections. No, it's a dead The devil is a master connector. So what's the name for You don't need Now, I'm showing you this morning, the antics, the devil is using in our world today, is killing and, and, and making us dead to the truth of the gospel. The purpose of the church is to bring men to Jesus and show them the dangers of hell without him. Someone says, if you come to our church and in three months you don't have money, I'm not called of God. It's a foolish person. And you see this brother that is not rich, you don't care. You know why it's foolish? Maybe he told that one says, a man's life does not consist. And they're telling you that to show that you are born again, God will show something in your life. So you keep coming for the glory, glory that you never see. How many minutes of glory have you been to? For the second glory meeting. Where's the glory? The glory is in Jesus. Colossians 1.27 Christ in you. This morning I'm letting you know the mind of God and expose the, the, the pain of the devil so that you can come into Christ for the very first time that way. Romans 1.16 Paul says I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the Lord comes, the word good news. Christ unto salvation to all that believe. So there's a way that which we come in is by the way of what? Because of the gospel. gospel. I believe so. It is not entering church. You know, in Acts, Lord says, and the Lord added to the church. 
they do not act by the vehicle of the gospel. You don't join, you can join church. You can't join the body. It is the Holy Spirit that joins you. Okay. Now I'm going to, to disabuse your mind that because you are in the church, you are saved. No. Not all those who are in church are saved. So Paul said, the way to know in this room is by what? The gospel. And that gospel, I'm not ashamed of it. This morning, I want to let you know that some people are ashamed of it. But this morning, you ought not to be ashamed of the gospel. Why? It is what? The power of God unto salvation to how many? To all that believes. Two things here now. The prescribed way to enter is what? The gospel, and then you must believe the gospel. You are not baptized to receive. You are not admitted. Nobody can admit you. No, you come by the way of what? The gospel and believe in it. Now here's the question. What then is the gospel? Can I speak this morning? It was said, by the gospel men come to salvation. He said, it doesn't mean that any man should perish for coming of truth. Now, if the way to that truth is the gospel, then you must know what the gospel is and believe it. So when you hear the gospel, you must also believe. So they believe. So it's a function of your heart and your commitment to God that brings you in when you have properly received the gospel. So what is the gospel? First Corinthians 15, number 21 in the Bible. First Corinthians 15. You know, when I find people in church who are pregnant, I advise them to go to a good hospital. So that, you know, some, some places they will do surgery and they will forget the night inside. But those ones are not, you see, some, some, some hospitals who, who they, they, they want to do is a, a one-man hospital. Nobody survives them. Normally, doctors should do courses, maybe do some repression course over and over again to see if they are up to date. But some of them, for the past 20 years, is where they were, where they left school, that they still are. Many things have advanced in medicine, but they don't yet come in terms with it. There are many preparations that they can use. It's only that you supposed to use that. I don't know you know the ones like that. If you see something, there are many pastors. No, I'm telling the truth. Because no pastor can give you what he doesn't have. And when they start to give you, because they like that you, something will feel it. I see winds following you. Where's the good in Africa? Ah, Dibo. There are some inheritance, some family problems. Who doesn't have family problems? But the only thing that cures those is actually is the gospel. For Christ has redeemed us from the cross of the law, we made a cross for us, praise God. So everything that you tell you actually is because they've not given you the fundamental. 
So we don't need the gospel. First Corinthians 15, from verse 1. Go on. Moreover, I declare unto you the gospel. The gospel. Which I preach unto you. Moreover, that is, this is the gospel Paul preached. Now, please read for this morning. Is this what? Now, please don't this morning. Don't be ashamed if you've been here for the past 20 years. It doesn't matter. If you don't come, it should be stopped. You think I said? There's someone here for the first time living in church. No, maybe not the first time. But this is the pattern. If the way God says that, it's not like I'm saying now. Please do it again. Nothing to be ashamed of. You know, we've come to the point in life where we are so ashamed of people. People whose, whose life is in, in, their, in their noses. This is the gospel that I read. I preach unto you, God, which also ye have received, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved. Oh God, that means it's by this gospel that they are wrought. So if God says this is how you are saved, I'm telling you, get that way, it's not right. You see, there's a way that seems right. You know, it seems right to just come to church, just join, and then you join. You know what I'm saying? You come to look for a wife or a girl. And then because you are there for two, three, six months, praise God, we have a new member. No, you are not a member. This is the gospel through which you are believed. That is the best way to believe. Go on, sir. By which also you are saved. You are saved. If you keep in memory what I preach unto you. If you keep in memory, if you can remember what I preach unto you now, what did you preach for, sir? Unless you have believed in vain. Go on. For I delivered unto you first, first? All, uh, first of all that which I also received. Yes. How that Christ died. Go on. The first thing is. How Christ died? How Christ died? No, it is how Christ died. He said, How? Did you hear what I said? We all know Christ died, have we? But it says, How he died. So the, the main issue of salvation is you know how. So, say, how? so, how did he die? I'll tell you, he died by shedding his blood. He wasn't murdered. He wasn't shot. He didn't collapse. He never died. Die. But it's a way he died. And that way he died actually is significant. He didn't have an accident. Mm, how? So, God is saying, there's a how. So, he must not. So, is there how he died that actually is the, is the root of salvation? Mm. We all know he died. But nobody took his life from him. He, he didn't eat poison. There's a who was a guy over Bali before they come. Let me who ended. So he chopped sniper. Jesus did Jesus didn't kill himself. How? Jesus did not kill himself. Actually, you don't really know how he died. He just, you know what he said? No. That doesn't happen. You know, there's no excuse in heaven because God says to you, I've shown everything to you in my world, in my world. So the issue is how did that now really get what is that? Verse 3. Okay, for I deliver unto you first of all of all which I also received. Yes. How that Christ died for our sins. Hold on now. So how did he die for our sins? He died by shedding his blood. So the correlation between our sin 
His death is what? His blood. So the blood. So the only atonement for us now is the blood. So the man. Amen. Amen. Don't believe that. No. You must believe in something. Read on. Okay. okay. He died for our sins yes. according to the scriptures. Yes. And that he was buried. Yes. And that he rose again. Yes. The third day. The third day. According to the scriptures. Yes. And that he was seen of purpose. Hold on. So he died. He was buried. And he did what? He rose again. Now these are the things that we believe unto salvation. Every other way is wrong. Have you believed in the blood? Have you, have you, have you come to, to appropriate the atoning sacrifice, the pains he went through, the thorns he went through, the agonies he went through, he shed those blood because of you and I that your sins have been washed away. Call in Christ Jesus, have to have him to die on the cross, and all men might be saved. So the power of salvation actually now is where in the blood. You don't just believe. You believe in the atoning sacrifice of what? The blood. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Have you worshipped the blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless are the white as snow? Are you washed in the blood? Are you washed in the blood? For it's the blood that makes atonement for sins. It is not the death in that sense. The death is the vehicle through which the blood came. So what God and why he allowed him to die on the cross? Because he wants to allow the blood to come. So it's the blood that makes atonement. So if you have not requested for the atoning sacrifice in the blood, you not come to this shadow. I'm going to show you this one. Romans 3. This is this morning. Romans 3. Romans 3. Read for me verse 25. Romans 3.25 Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation yes. through faith in his blood. Hold on. God has set him forth as what? Propitiation through what? Now, the faith you have is where? In the blood. You believe the blood was shed for you. You believe he died for your sake. You believe he was buried for you. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And that was what you say. So, the token of salvation comes from the belief. Read for me this morning, Romans 5, 11, we believe again. Yes, and not only so, not only so, we also joy in God. We joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, whom we have now received the atonement. Well done. By whom we have now received the atonement. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, the atonement of Jesus came by the blood. So by the blood. 
So when you read Ephesians 1 7, in whom we have redemption, redemption through what? His blood. So the redemption is actually through the blood. So the through the blood. So the blood is the way. The blood is the pathway. The blood is the door. The blood is the pastor unto salvation. So we come to God. We come to thank Him and appropriate the sacrifice and the power of the atonement grace in the blood. So our faith actually is in the blood. You know, they say, as we preach, come preach it for me if I pray for miracles, you are here, you, you, you are not born again, please come, come quickly. They are not saved. If you are saved, so I respond. They preach, I want to pray for miracle now. They just finished the miracle service. Now I want to pray for miracle, but before I pray, if you are here, you are not yet saved. Come and be saved. Saved to what? What have you told them? What is their faith? The faith of those people actually seeking miracle, not he that died. And as long as the so-called miracle giver is alive, they will, they will keep making their sins. But they shock out the Lord that they want to see Jesus. You know, in John's Gospel, chapter 8, I will show you this morning. Jesus preached to some Jews. And Bible says they believe. Eh? But Jesus says, No, you just have my word. It is not what I said that gets you, there's something else. But I have not gotten there yet because they haven't died. He says, If you continue in my because if they continue in the Lord, they will see the people will be after he died and what rose up. So at that time, the power will be shared. But he says, The next verse they call Jesus Ambrava. But the verse before, they said they believed. The next day, because they are not counted yet in the truth, they began to rebel against St. Jesus. And the next verse before, just to read, you are your father. Uh-uh. But we say you believe now. That means it's not about professing, it's about possessing the reality and the true way to come to you. God is not willing that any superiority, but that we will come to us and come to the knowledge of that is the true way to Jesus, and that true way is by the blood. In whom we have redemption through his what his blood, even what the forgiveness of sin. So what do we put our faith on? The blood. So if you have not put your faith in the blood, that's a combination. It doesn't matter how you use it. The token for salvation, I'm not sure this one. Is someone here this morning? Yes, Am I being clear this morning? Yes, Alright. Talk this morning to Colossians to the one. I believe the place right now. Colossians to the one. Read for me verse. Verse 20. And having made peace through the blood of his cross. Hold on now. Having made what? Peace. Through what? So the only way we make peace now is hold on that. Read Romans 5 from verse 1. I'll come back here again. Romans 5 1. Let me show you right now. Therefore, Therefore we are being justified by faith. So when we are justified by faith, we have what? We have peace with God. So the token of the peace that brings about the justification is the faith in what? In the blood. So what brings the peace is the blood, and the blood actually makes us justified. So Paul says here, being justified by faith, we have 
we have now when I'm going to that very red in the process of it again to study and having having met the blood so the priest the priest justification is faith in the blood wow Mr. Malika, were you? I will make amends. You know, if you are traveling and you don't know the road, what do you keep doing? You keep asking. And when you pass, ah, no, you pass, you better make the U-turn in front and take this side. You see a flyover, come back. And when you come back to the next place, keep going straight, you are right track. What will you do? You turn. And that turning is what is called repentance. From what you think you are known to what now is. Let me give up this morning as I give the close. So how now do you receive? You receive by believing in the blood and putting your faith in it. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith. Now, you see, you don't need to just as well, you put it to so that means That grace is what? The blood. By the blood are ye saved through faith. So we put our faith in the blood. Why? Hebrews 9 22. Let me this next morning. Let me show you. So I can show you a pattern in the Bible where I can teach this prophecy. You can know. Hebrews 9 verse 22. Please read for me. And almost all things are by the law. Almost all things are by the law. But with blood. Purified with what? With blood. And without shedding of blood. Without the shedding of blood. There is no remission. There can be no remission. That's why Jesus had to have been crucified. So the blood can be shared. So the faith for salvation and redemption actually should be in the Lord. So how now do you get saved? See, young pastor, this is the way. You come to God by faith. Putting that faith in the Lord. And say, Lord, I thank you for the Lord. Now I know that the blood was shed for me to be saved. And I'm coming to you this morning by faith through the will of the Lord. I receive the atonement. I receive the revision. Thank you God for this open way. And this morning I come in by that way. I have been the cross this morning. The first thing you do is that you repent. Nobody can come to God without a change of heart. In Acts 3, Acts 2 8, it says, Come together and, 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 and repent every one of you. The first point is you're is your making your mind say, Lord, I thank you and I'm making my mind to, to turn and follow you. There's a, there's a decision to turn from what you've been doing to doing the right thing. And then when you make that attempt of repentance to God from your heart, you believe in the atoning sacrifice of Jesus by the blood, and then you confess Him with your mouth. That was process in Romans chapter 10. It says, For with the heart, tell me with the heart, we believe unto what? Unto righteousness. 
Now, what do you believe on to see? That's the problem now. People don't know what to believe. They just, they just support those pictures. No. And if you don't do it the right way, it won't work. Okay, let's, let's do this. Your pain is zero pain. Okay, I won't say my pain. I won't say it. I know the zero pain. I know it's false. Okay. What's the problem? My phone is here. You can't carry it. That's okay. Put zero three. Let's add zero one. Let's add zero two. And then let's open back the phone. And then let's see more. There's some more there. Hallelujah. You know that your phone can only be accessed with the code. No matter how the phone likes you, if you put wrong codes, it won't answer you. There is your wrong. No matter how you think you are in the church, it doesn't matter until you come in the right way. <sighs> you can't come in because you just feel like devil has so battered you, the next thing is let's move on to Christ. Christ, Modeo. No, you can't be. You must enter. Oh. There are many folks who are falling in your locals. They are just in church because of problem push them to church. And then the, the, the ministers. They are garbage. They play on that emotion and sentiment. But that will not save them. With their heart, we believe unto. So the only way you believe unto righteousness is with the heart. But you believe unto what? The blood. So the first word is what? The blood. Everyone that God said because of miracle. I want to pray now, but why pray? That's what most ministers use in evangelism. They will preach for four hours about their event in New York, about the person that works in America, the person that, that is better. So after the very thing, say now before I pray, I don't want to, if you are here, you are not born again. No, it's, 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 it's deception, is wasted effort. No one can be saved by that because the gospel has not been fully presented. Do you know that Paul said in the chapter three, he says, "Before he says, all ye foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you? You before whom the, 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 the gospel was evidently set forth, or Christ was not as crucified amongst you. That means Paul actually preached for them the gospel, and the God said, so you put your faith in the blood. When you do that." It brings you to righteousness. How does Holy Ghost do that? We don't know. But the moment you put your faith in your heart on the block, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit begins to walk in you, begins to aim and help you. Please, sir, to just to show that this morning. Go to me, Titus chapter 3. Read very well, Pastor and read Hebrews chapter number 9, read verse 13 and 14. So, yes, Titus 3 verse 1. Read very carefully. Not by works of righteousness. So, it's not by works which we have done. Which we have done. But according to his mercy, by his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewal. So, the Holy Ghost is the one that does work the renewal. When you confess and confess and believe in your heart, the atonement of the of the blood, the Holy Ghost renews you. He needs the password of the blood in your heart to renew you. 
Without that, he has nothing to work with. Let me show you. Hebrews 9 13. But if the blood of bulls, the blood of bulls and goats, and the ashes of the ephod, sprinkling the unclean, unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ? Wait a minute. How much more shall what? The blood. So the blood. So it's actually the gospel of redemption is actually the gospel of the blood. Go on. How much more the blood of Christ? Yes. Who through the eternal spirit? Now hold on now. So that blood actually is the charge for who the Holy Spirit who does the washing and the renewal. So the truth is required to renew and wash your body. In your heart is what the blood. When it finds the cause of the blood in your heart, then it has some work with to regenerate and wash and cleanse you. Until it finds that, that your faith in the blood, there is no way it has to use the washing. So don't have to be washed without the blood. It's the blood that makes atonement. And the Holy Ghost takes it. This morning have you believed in the blood? You believe in the blood. So pass in the blood. Your faith in the blood. This morning I want you to start thinking. Lord, I don't want to have eternal damnation. But the provision you have made for me on earth today is the blood. I've had the word today, Lord. I believe. I want to appeal to you this morning to believe. For what shall it profit a man if he gets the whole world and loses his soul? For the wages of sin is death. And anyone who has not been washed by the atoning sacrifice of the blood is yet in sin. But the gift of God is eternal life. Oh, the gift of God is one for us in church. Is eternal life through Christ, through Christ and the Lord. This morning I want to let you know the door is open today. God's arm are wide open, waiting to receive you, waiting to accept you, waiting to bless you, waiting to welcome you to the body of Christ, waiting to bring you into the family of God. Colossians 1 verse 26, for Christ himself is the head of the church and we are members of his body. But to come into the body of Christ, we have to come by the way of the blood. This morning is your faith in the blood. This morning is your faith in the blood. I want to know this morning that it's only faith in the blood that brings remission of sin. Maybe you have this morning, you've been in church all your life. But really you have not put your faith in the blood like I've shown this morning. There's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing. Oh, the blood of Jesus. But the blood we are cleansed. It washes white as snow. Please pray for me that song this morning. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood. Place your faith in the blood this morning. And see the door will open unto you. Maybe you heard this morning you've been in church all your life, but you have never for one day that you can vividly remember putting your faith in the blood. Putting your faith for the peace and God's justification in the blood. For the only way that which we are justified is the atoning sacrifice of the blood, and our faith must be in it. This one I want to encourage you. You can start afresh today. And to be the beginning of days for you. It will be the beginning of life for you. For a man's life does not consist on the abundance of what he has. But your life consists on the world. Today is a day of salvation. 
to mold and reflect. Make up your mind today as a Lord, I'm coming. Lord, I'm believing. Lord, I put my trust and my faith in the blood. For now I know that my password into salvation is actually the blood. And this morning I want to start preparing your heart. As I will invite you. First, I want you to, to, to lay your hands in your heart. And we'll pray this morning. And after we pray, then I will give you the next thing to do. This morning you are here and say, Pastor, I want to get born again. I want you to worship by the blood. This morning I'm putting my faith again in the blood. I'm coming the way God has prescribed. I have been serving God, but not the way He has prescribed. But today I'm coming home free. I'm coming by the right way. I'm coming by the right channel. But there's a way that seems right. But today I found the ways of God. I found the narrow path. I found the narrow way. Yeah, this way Lord today is been here for me, but today I've known it. And therefore I'm coming home. I put my faith in the blood. This morning, nothing to ashamed of. If you are here this morning, you want to pray that prayer, just put your hand in your heart. Put your right hand on your chest. Just put that in faith. Nothing to be ashamed of. You know, Jesus was on the cross with two people, with, with, with two criminals. And they were all exposed in shame and agony. But one of them, no, he knew in his heart that this one was the Savior. And he said, I would be ashamed to ask him to save me. Yet though there are people around watching. There are many people watching the cross, watching the cross. But they could overhear, they, 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 they overheard the one on the right hand says, Master, please, in your kingdom tonight, remember me. I'm a sinner. If people didn't hear it, we can't have it recorded. They heard him say so. And so, not ashamed of what people say or hear. Not ashamed of, of people say, oh, so you behave. No, it has nothing to do with that. This morning, I want to rededicate your heart afresh to God. Pastor, I want to pray this morning with you, please. I want to start afresh. Pray with me. If I left one this morning, please put your hands on your chest and, and say about me this morning, quietly in your breath. Say, Lord Jesus. Say that you mean say, Lord Jesus. I thank you this morning for your word. Your word is precious. Your word is life. Thank you for having me been here this morning to hear this truth. I come to you today to renew my heart and my affirmation for you. I put my faith this morning in the blood. You shed the blood for me that I may be saved. My redemption is placed, is based on the blood. With my heart I believe. My mouth I confess is my unto righteousness for the salvation. Thank you, O God, because of the blood. This morning, by the power of the Holy Spirit and the promise of the scripture, the Holy Spirit right now is renewing my heart. I'm being regenerated by the blood of Jesus. I'm born of the Spirit. I'm born of the Word. I am born again. My name right now, I know and I believe. Because I've come through the prescribed way is written in the book of life. 
Therefore, I know if I close my eyes in death now, I'll open it with you in eternity. Thank you for washing me with your blood. Thank you for saving me by your grace. I'm born again today. I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, well, thank you for this word. If you pray a prayer in your heart this morning and you mean it, please pray of it. Don't be ashamed to pray of it this morning. If you pray a prayer to stand up this morning, you pray a prayer from your heart. You pray it from your heart. You make that commitment this morning. Just, 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 it's to the Lord. It's to the Lord. It's to the Lord. To the Lord. To the Lord. To the Lord. Just, 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 just make this one with me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lift your hands and thank God this morning. Everyone be standing. Lift your hands and thank God this morning. Say thank you, Father, for saving me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you for being born again. Hallelujah this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Please, can you step forward just a moment? Just come here. Just come here this morning. Nothing has shamed us. All the blood. Please stay up over this morning. All the blood. Yeah. Just pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You're washed by the blood. This is the way. Uh, before I sit down this morning, See, in the Bible, when people get saved, there are two things that happen immediately. The first one is that they are baptized in water. We'll show you the Bible. When you get born again, you get baptized in water by immersion. The baptism is not what saves you. But baptism signifies the death and the burial of Jesus. And when you come out of the water, that means you come out to the newness of life. And we have that in the scriptures everywhere. In Acts 2, when they were saved, they got baptized. In Acts 3, when Jesus was saved, he got baptized. In Acts 16, when the general was, was saved, he got baptized with his household. In fact, in Acts 9, when the people from, from, from the trumpet was saved, and they were going, he said, he said there's water here, what can I be baptized? So the next thing you seek to do is to be baptized with water by the mansion. And so, there will be a baptism next Sunday. Nobody should be done on the spot. That's scripture, but today you didn't plan it. But the baptism will be done at 6 30 a.m. or something in this place. Because we're not going to the river. There's a, there's a swimming pool here. And, and the pool owners have said we cannot come except by 6 30 a.m. Let me show you this. Stop with me to Acts 16. Let me show you something. Acts 16. Acts 16. Are you there with me this morning? Hallelujah. Acts is being read for me, verse 10 to 34. Listen very carefully. And brought them out and said, And said, What must I do to be saved? Now, this happened when Paul and Silas were in prison and they prayed and they sang and the child got saved. 
He knows he has been there. But when he saw the miracle, he says, What must we do to the world to be saved? So to the number one. And they said, they said Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. And thou shalt be saved. Shall be saved. And thy house. And thy house. And they spake unto him the word, the word of the Lord. Of the Lord. To all that were in his house. In his house. And he took, when he took them the same hour of the night. And washed their stripes. Their stripes. And was baptized. Oh, hold on. The jailer took Paul and Silas and washed their wounds because he gave orders for them to be beaten. But after he has washed their wounds, what happened next? And was baptized. They were baptized. And all, and all his house straight away. away. So what happened was that the moment they got saved, what happened to them? They were baptized. So I didn't baptize this morning, but we can't do that this morning because there's nothing to do that, but we will do that next Sunday, 6 30 a.m. So what's the this morning? To, to Acts to the 9, Acts 9, read for me, let's read from verse, from the okay, let me ask 8, from verse 25. Right. Yes. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture. Philip opened his mouth like I've done this morning and preached unto, preach unto him Christ. And as they went on their way, as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. They came to a certain water. And did you not say? Did you not say? See, here is water. That means he has told him that it has to be. And you not said to him, now you shall baptize. Tell me to say, see what I hear of all. What not in that me to be baptized? What me to be baptized? And Philip said, Philip said, if thou believest with all thy heart, if you believe with your heart this morning, thou mayest. Thou mayest. And he answered and said, he answered, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son. I believe that the Son. Of God. of God, and he commanded the child to stand still. Stand still. And they went down both into the water. They went down both into the water. Both Philip and the eunuch, and the eunuch, and he baptized him. He baptized him. He baptized him after he got saved. So the next thing you do when you get saved is you baptize. And after you baptize, you will lay hands on to receive the gift of the Spirit. The Spirit of God will come on you to energize you in the new work. Will strengthen you, be full of the spirit. He's in you right now. But when hands are laid on you, he comes on you in a higher dimension. For that is comes after you baptized in water. And this morning I want you to make up your mind by next Sunday. It is not a church thing, it's your life. I believe that it's not it's not it's your life. This is how you get regenerated. This is how you escape the wrath to come. This is how you become members of the family of God. These are we get born again. By believing in the blood, in baptizing water, and being filled with the Spirit. So next Sunday, I will be here in the morning at 6.30 a.m. for the water baptism. If I had a way to do it right, I would be, but we can't because the baptism will not allow us to do it. I'll make them the same way, calling it in the mornings between 6 and 6.30, no, 6.30 to 7 a.m. So we'll come here and in 10, in 10 minutes we are done. But I want you to experience this and let this be the crowning of your salvation. The God of grace will preserve you. Before this morning, the hand of the Lord will be upon you. Amen. The feet of God will rise in you. Amen. The feet of God will rise in you. Amen. The feet of God will rise in you. Amen. The feet of God will rise in you. In Jesus' name. Please come sit down. After the service, we will give you some talk. Amen. And this morning, before I can see this morning in church, if you are in church and you have not been baptized yet by immersion, 
Please wait and sit up at the service this morning so we can collect our names together and then we can make the payment to the hotel and then we'll come here next Sunday. Now, when you come next Sunday, you will wait for service. We will wait, amen. Praise God. And the service starts at night. I'm not going home, I'm going to wait here. In fact, we need Bible study before they come. So, for those who, 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 who were baptized, will have a teaching once we are done. So, they come with, 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 with a cloth that you can use to change. They are changing rooms here. I'll come with mine after the baptism, I'll change. And service starts actually by 7 next Sunday. Now, I'm not saying come by 7. I'm talking about those who were baptized for water. But if you want to come for the service, why not come? We'll have a teaching and a prayer session. And service starts for 9. Praise God. But I want to say to you this morning, you just don't the will of God. You can watch by the blood. Your names are written right now in the last book of life. So if they ask you, when did you get born again? What's this date? What's this date? 28th of May of March 2021. That's your birthday in the spirit. When the devil talks to you to make you feel, tell him, I'm, I'm born again. My, my birthday is, tell him that, and my birthday is March 28, 2021. I'm no more in your kingdom. Therefore, you have no lordship over my life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, thank you this morning to your praise. That which you have done, O oh God, is completed and perfected. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 All right, we'll have to come this morning. Let's take the offering. After the offering, we'll have um, a short time for the school of the word. I mean, it's not discipleship this morning. I want everybody to wait for the next 45 minutes. We'll teach. Amen. You know, he says in his word that man will not live by bread alone. We need the word of God more in this time. But today, the devil has to deceive the church that the church does sandwich meetings. How can you do service for one hour? You see, you want to four service. You defeat yourself. You see, in this place, we say the truth. You can't, you can't go to church one hour. Do you know what Paul preached? Paul preached for 24 hours to church. And then you know They are making church convenient for you. And you are deceiving yourself and deceiving yourself. You can't, you can't be. Listen, if you are God's presence, you can't be in one hour. You want to stay there because it's not there. That's why you're eager to go. They won't tell you, you know your heart. I'm telling you, you can't, you can't serve God. You can't go to four service for one hour and minutes. Why would you start? Why would you start? What have you said? You know what? You shut him up. You told him it's not about you, it's about us. We plan what to do. Don't ensure what our plans are. The church is not for, for people that want to serve God out of confidence. It's people that want to serve out of sacrifice. The reason the church is weak today because the church lacks what? You can go to shop in the morning and say, okay, I'm going to service for a third service. But the third service, the pastor is really weak. I'm telling you the truth. It is an idea when God will have, if the church is better than, 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 than the place, it will be split into two. Let's one else preach to them. I'm also going to preach for all services. In the body of Christ, is it my body?
So we are going to party for four hours, six hours, they are there partying. Two of us. But in church, you start looking at time. It means the devil is working on your life. But no, it's, it's programming you. God will never program you to work on church. Two of us. You didn't hear what I said now. God can never tell you, leave service and go and attend. Go to hospital. No, God can't tell you that. He will tell you, go there after you are done. In fact, he will tell you, he will know. Anything that tells you to leave service for someone else is not God, it's the devil. I don't need him. Bring the people that, 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 that arrest in position for 24 hours, don't eat. But you for just two hours, three, four hours, you start doing, you start feeling uneasy. The devil is programming. That's the truth. You see, no one will tell you that, but here you get. Paul preached for almost 24 hours. Somebody died. Because the word was present, the person rose up. How many of the men today have risen the dead? You know the reason? There's no word. The church is filled with the words of man. And where, where man's word is, there's no power. Just a man will not live by bread alone. If something is the day of worship of God, then why, why are you sharing that thing with me? Now I'm not saying we come and stay all day here. No. But I'm saying to you, make up your mind to something. For they that know their God shall what? Shall be strong. So strength is in knowing God. And we know God when we serve Him. So this morning we're taking the first course. What's the first course? There's a second course in the world for the next 40 minutes. We'll be taking teaching on the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, so I pray for revival in my generation. Let your fire burn. Let your fire burn. Lord, give us inner commitment. You say in your word, in Ephesians chapter 3, say that we'll be strengthened with might by your spirit in the inner. I pray, O oh God, that everyone today here will be strengthened with might in our inner man. We'll grow in grace. We'll grow in the spirit. In Jesus' name. When the word of God comes by his spirit, he knows each and every one by name. And he knows also what is in our hearts, what we are thinking. So everybody will get answers to that question in their hearts. I don't know if I have any weakness in the heart in the house this morning. Somebody knew, maybe during the week, for the past few weeks in the past months and the year 
There are some things in your heart that you've been asking. There are some things in your heart that you've been challenging God. There are some things in your heart that you've been asking, why are these things like this? So when we come to church like this, when we come to the garden of the saints, God knows everybody. And He knows how to ask, answer those questions in our heart. Amen. When you ask, you also listen. He expects that you leave what you have heard. In fact, the truth of the matter is that it is by leaving what you have heard shows and proves that you understood what you have heard. You know, just like this, when we get when we're in school and they teach you mathematics, you write, you pass it. Your passing it shows that you understood it. Now, if you missed a step in the equation to get in the answer, that means you didn't really get it. You just need to one more tweak to it, then you get it. Now, if you don't get it that time, you may get it another time again. So, but when we're doing tests like that, it's practicing that makes you perfect. I want to quickly read that same scripture I read before we pray this morning. James chapter 1. But I want to read this line from the Amplified Version quickly. Verse 22 says, But prove yourselves, doers of the word, actively and continually obeying God's precepts. Actively, continually. Not today, you obey today, tomorrow you don't obey. Or you obey in the garden of the saints, but when you leave there, forgetting the word. So he continues and says, and not merely listeners which hear the word, but fail to internalize its meaning. Deluding yourselves or deceiving yourselves by unsound reasonable contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word, Without obeying it, it's like a man who looks very carefully at his natural face in the mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he immediately forgets. There are some things that God is correcting in his body. We know God trusts us so much that he is depending on us to do it. Now your have pastor say some things about church, you know, sometimes your mind says, oh, let me go, I will go for second service, I will go for third service. The truth of the matter is that we have actually blocked the Holy Spirit in service. Actually, second service. You know, sometimes because of the fathers that we see and the way they have been doing it, we just feel that, ah, it's correct. Now, if you read the book of Job, Helio, I like him so much. In the midst of all those men, the Bible says that the man, the boy, he was the youngest amongst them. He was so angry that he was just waiting for his tongue to speak. And when he spoke, he thought, the first thing he said was that, I thought that wisdom comes by age. In other words, wisdom doesn't come by age. Now, even you as natural as I'm happy that my dad is still alive. Now, I give him wisdom. 
，很难理解。所以说 ，wisdom， I thought it comes by age， but now I've come to realize it doesn't come by age. There's a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty gives that man understanding. So sometimes when you say, "Ah, Pastor is young," why are you talking, fathers? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying now, but I believe that the Holy Spirit is ministering to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's time for our offerings. Uh, but before we take that, I just want to make a quick announcement. Um, some weeks ago, Pastor announced that we are going to be putting offerings together, funds together, for us to get a place where we can. Decide when to come to pray, to have service, and do whatever we want to do during the week or whatever. So I'm going to be starting that first week in May, the first Sunday in May. So if you have the funds that you have planned as a family or as an individual to give, you have the uh, church account details. But if you don't have, call me. I will send it to you. So you make pay your offering there. But if you have the cash, please come with it. First week in May, we are already will soon be in April. So by the first Sunday in May, that's when we'll be doing that. And Pastor actually announced that we are going to be meeting now immediately after this service for the discipleship class. How many of you have been attending? And I know that we have all been blessed because it's a it's a joyful thing for all of us to grow together. It's very important for all of us to grow together. And these teachings have been doing that. Hallelujah! And also we meet online. On Tuesdays at 8 p.m., Thursdays at 8 p.m., then Saturdays at 8 p.m. Yesterday my internet was trying to mess me up. Say、so、before it messed me up, I will mess you up. So I turned to WhatsApp. I was following the WhatsApp until I joined. See, you need to pay every price to stay in the world. We cannot overemphasize it. Any price at all you need to pay. Because you know, if you ask somebody to, I have an in-law that I wanted to bring to church today. I was late, and I know I've been on this case for a very long time. I was reminding him every day. Only this morning, he sent me a message. I'm not financially buoyant. I there's a message I typed. I looked at it. I said, if I type this boy this message, I deleted it. <laughs> I believe that you don't have to be financially buoyant. And I said to my wife when I was driving here, I said to my wife, if he needs to go to a party, he will go for the meals together. So why can't he just? So now it is not him now. Like when we are passing, it was not him. The God of this world. Has blinded the man. You see, you know sometimes when you just I want to go to church, and suddenly you just <laughs> I was thinking about that thing when I was walking on the train. And pastor said, when he said, ah, okay, I want to go. Suddenly he doesn't like this. <laughs> I'm not going there. That is demon. It's a demon, and it's true. He will give you what to justify why you shouldn't come. Ah, I went to work. Oh, too. In fact, sir, from my job yesterday, I was at、uh, before Arikpo. 
before I got home 8 p.m. As I was driving into the gate, like I just switched on. I was so tired. Normally, I should be in church today. Normally. But yet, I woke up 3.20. Something must be driving you. Something. Is that hell or heaven? Something must be driving you. What driving you? That's why it's not too happy. Happy Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. We pray for those who are giving pain, their tithes, their offerings into the account transparent this morning. Father, we thank you for them. We bless your name even for those here present. We give you all the glory because our hearts are full of joy because of what we have heard this morning. You said in your word that there is joy over a soul who repents. There is joy in heaven today over every soul, including all of us. Because one way or the other, we have all repented. So there is joy in heaven this morning. Father, we thank you. With our offerings in our hearts this morning, we, 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 we say thank you for it. And we march in victory this week in the faith of the blood, in the blood of Jesus Christ. 